Everybody say, how to defeat deception. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated tonight. That's going to be our topic, how to defeat deception. Thank you so much for being here. I called you all together tonight. Let's make sure the babies are good and all that. I know it's tough having our kids in, but we, I wanted you all together tonight. I need everyone to be a part of this tonight. We've got a nursery for you if your child is crying right through here. You can turn the screen on. You can watch service and it's just be in service as much as possible. Only reason I tell you that is because we don't want there to be any distractions. We are not ignorant of the devil's devices. And so we want to make sure everybody hears, everybody's focused. Don't let your kids get your attention. Uh, hopefully your kids are have much respect for you to where they'll listen to you if they're old enough to, and they'll sit good in church and all of that. And let's make sure we're focused tonight because I need to, I need to pastor, I need to make sure that we're on the same page tonight because we're going to defeat deception tonight. Is anybody ready for that in the name of Jesus? In Jesus' name. Did y'all realize we had 235 people in church Sunday? One of the highest attendances we've had since before COVID. Parking lot was getting full. We've got people that are seeking baptisms. We've got people that are in Bible studies. We've got leaders that are being raised up right now. We've got things shifting into place. We are in the perfect will of God right now at Austin First Church. More than that, we've got authority. We feel it and we know it. And when there's authority, things will break and things will shift and we will be victorious. And I am excited about what is happening. Tonight, I am going to be digging into the subject of deception. And I need everyone's undivided attention. If you're watching online, several of you, it would be the night that I wanted everybody here. I got a lot of texts about people that had to work and people who are sick. And that's just the way it works sometimes. But please pay attention if you're watching online. I want you to catch it even if you're not here tonight. It all began a few days ago when I made a Facebook post. And I made a post about deception. This post went on to get 417 shares as of this afternoon. I have never had a post, as cool as my stuff is, reach 417 shares as far as I know. It's still being shared. It's still being liked. The comments from all over America and the world are, amen, say it, that's what we need. And literally, it shocked me because whenever I was up at night praying about Ukraine and the invasion, the Lord said, go to the scriptures to find your answer. Because that's where you go when you're afraid. You go to the word of God. And I went to the word of God with Matthew chapter 24. And I looked it up. And I looked up wars and rumors of wars. And the Lord began to minister to my spirit. It was so good. It ministered to me. I decided I know what's about to happen. Great fear is about to grip many people. I'm going to post this. And sure enough, it took off. And people are posting it and reading it. And so tonight, I'd like to read that post, and then I'd like to help us lead out of deception. Lead us out of deception. Here's my post. What's worse than war to Jesus? Russia invades Ukraine. A major nuclear power is willing to stomp their neighbor as the world watches in awe and in disagreement. Amazingly, the world will probably do very little, and Russia will grow stronger. China will watch and take notes on how to do the same. This isn't some localized war with little worldwide impact. This is different. This actually has the makings of end-time wars. Seems scary, right? Bullets, bombs, death. What could possibly be worse? Deception. According to Matthew 24, are you ready? 
Jesus said, number one, make sure that we are not deceived. Verse 4, verse 5, verse 11. He said, number two, don't be troubled. Verse 6. Then number three, he said in verse 13, endure to the end. Out of all the nasty things he told us would happen in the end days, the number one thing he was worried about was his people being deceived. I mean, he worries about that more than me getting shot in the head by a bullet. Yeah. Out of all the horrible things we will witness in the last days, Jesus only told us to protect ourselves from one thing, not bullets, not persecution, deception. You can't protect yourself against war. You can't protect yourself against persecution. But you can guard yourself from the spirit of the Antichrist and deception. It's the one thing that has the ability to put us in hell. The rest of them can't do it. So Jesus said, I'm concerned about deception in the last days. And we need, I'm still reading my posts, we need to stop acting like Jesus was confused and admit that deception is the true enemy of the hour. It's the root of the last days. It's the reason why a guy like Putin could be a millionaire and still decide to go out there and have war. That guy is out of his mind. He is not of his right spirit. It's the Antichrist. He's deceived. He's tackling people that don't deserve to be attacked because he's not right in his mind. He's deceived. It's the age we're living in, and that's what's happening right now in Russia, deception. It's the root of the last days. So I say enough secrets and hiding. I say come out and confess and admit it and pray that God will reveal it because we need truth and correction now more than ever because everybody's right in their own eyes. Everybody's right in their own eyes and they're still wrong. God, help us open our eyes. Wars, persecution, and pain are all temporary, but deception is eternal. When you're deceived, it will cost you everything. War is not my fear. I am not afraid of war. I am not afraid of persecution. I am not afraid of dying in the last days. I want to make sure that I am not deceived. I want to make sure that I'm not deceived. I want to make sure that I go to heaven. I can't stop the death. I can't stop the pain. But I can make sure that I know who I am and whose I am and where I'm going. When that war hits my front porch, I'm going to know where I'm going. When the persecution happens to my family, we're going to go to heaven. That's what I want. So we can't stop the end from unfolding, but we can keep ourselves from the deception, from the worry, and we can keep ourselves from giving up. That's what Jesus said. So every time you read the news and you see wars and rumors of wars, take heed that no one deceives you. You see the last, time un last days unfolding? Here's what you do when the last days unfold. You don't pray against it. I'm not going to act in fear. God's going to use the end times for a great revival. God's going to use every war, every king, every president for good. I don't want to stop God. I want to lose Scott. I don't want to be afraid of the last days. I don't want to pray in fear. I want to pray for revival to happen. I want to pray for God to have his will be done, for the lost people to be saved. Jesus did not command us to pray against the things of the last day. He prayed us to make sure, he worried, he warned us to make sure we wouldn't be deceived. 
So let's not get the topic wrong. Let's not be confused tonight. Let's not get our eyes on Ukraine. Let's get our eyes on the enemy. Let's get our eyes on the devil. Let's make sure it's not in this church, in your house, in your family. That's what I'm concerned about. It's not just the end days. It's so strong in the last days that the Spirit can make a man start a war. The Holy Ghost spoke to me and said the Spirit's so strong. It can make a man that's rich and has everything he needs go out there and risk it all. That same Spirit that got a hold of Putin is getting a hold of people right here in this church. It'll make you crazy. It'll make you do stupid things that don't make sense. It'll mess your mind up. It'll make you do things that don't matter. It's not smart. That's what the Spirit does. It deceives you. And when you see craziness in the world, understand it's going to be at your front door. It's going to be in your house. It's going to be something you're watching, something you're participating in. It could even be in you. So be warned tonight, church of God. It could be happening right now to you. We're in the last days. This is my concern tonight. I am more concerned about deception being in this body, in this church, and in our families than any other thing. Deception. Somebody say deception. Deception is the act of deceiving. Deceive means to cause someone to believe something that is not true. Whether intentional or unintentional, it does not matter. You can be deceived. Everyone say, I can be deceived. You've got to confess tonight there are deceivers, and we have to be guarded because we can be deceived. Yes, someone lied to you, and you don't know any better. You can be deceived. Someone lied to you, and you don't know any better. Somebody lied to you, and now you're spreading it, and you don't know any better. You're deceived. You're the victim of deception. You don't mean to deceive others. Listen to me tonight. You're deceived. There's a massive difference. We're in it tonight. Are you ready? We're in it right now. There's a massive difference. There are people who are going around that are deceived, and you're deceiving others, not because you are trying to deceive them, but because you have been deceived, and it's truth to you. I need you to learn this tonight. This is very important. The Holy Ghost gave this to me. I've had it for a week now. I wrote it all down. But literally right before church, I began to type, but I did not stop because God gave me every single word. And God's going to lift this place tonight. God's going to break some things in this place tonight. God's going to free us tonight in the Holy Ghost. There's going to be things happening. While I'm preaching, you're going to feel something in your gut. And the Holy Ghost is going to say, he's talking to you. <laughs> lift your hands and pray with me right now. In the name of Jesus, God, break us tonight. Guard us tonight. Protect us tonight. God, we're coming after the spirit of deception in the last days. There's people that are being lied to, and they call themselves honest, but they don't even know that they're believing a lie. You may not be so bad. You may just be gullible. Protect us from weak minds that are gullible, that believe everything we hear and everything we see. we got to be careful of those who deceive us. You told someone something untrue. You believed it to be true. You are not a liar, but you may be foolish. We can't go around calling everybody a liar in the church, but we can say deceived. 
There are people who are deceived that are spreading their version of truth, and it is still a lie. It's not their lie. It's somebody else's lie. They've adopted it. They've taken it, and they're spreading it, and you want to cut them out, but they're not the real enemy. No, they're not the real enemy. Deception is the real enemy, and you've got to stop fighting people. Stop trying to fight people. They're deceived, y'all. You have to be very careful with this. You need a conviction against being lied to. Anything that you like, listen to me, you've got to be careful of receiving it. News to you that sounds good, you've got to be careful of any news that sounds good to you. You've got to be careful of anything that scratches your ears, anything that makes you feel goosebumps, anything that makes your flesh feel good. Be careful of what you hear that makes your flesh feel good. You could be in the midst of being deceived. Guard yourself from anything that makes your flesh get a rise. It will be fulfilling to your flesh if you are being deceived. It sounds like this. Oh, really? Oh, tell me more. If you like it, go take it to prayer. Make sure it's not just something sweet. Make sure it's something real. When you get called out for something, you got to own it. Don't hide. Not because you're a liar but because there was a moment in your life where you weren't guarded and somebody got you. And you've got to resist the enemy when the enemy says, you're good for nothing liar. No, you're not. You've got to know who you are. You might be deceived, but you might not be a liar. Don't you let the enemy beat you down and call you something that you're not. If you don't have any intention to be a liar, then you've just been the victim of deceit, and you just need to go ahead and get your mind right, get the truth back in your spirit, and get cleaned out. It's not as bad as you think. You've been taken advantage of. It can happen to the best of us. Got to be careful. Yeah. Weak spirits have to be careful who you soak up and hang around. Gullible people have to be so careful. People that believe everything. Did y'all know that gullible's written on the ceiling? Look. It's me. That's why you did it. You trust me. But it's that easy. Gullible people that believe things that are a little bit, we call them blonde, but that's not the truth. Has nothing to do with your hair color, by the way. It's not blonde. It's an openness is the problem. It's a, an unguarded spirit that doesn't care, that doesn't want truth, that doesn't love truth, that will take anything that sounds good and apply it to their life. You've got to be so careful because a weak spirit has to be guarded. If you know that you've been tricked, you, you will have to be guarded. Make sure that you don't just open up to anybody. Make sure you don't op you open up to the right people. Open up to spiritual tried and true people. You don't block out spiritual people because you've been hurt. You block out bad people. You block out evil people. You block out people that do wrong. You've still got to stay open, but you change who you're open to. Weak spirits need a strong voice in their lives to protect them. Be careful if you're weak. Because it's easy for you to receive deception. 
Maybe, maybe, listen to me, maybe someone tried to deceive you and you were just simply too lazy to double check it. Or maybe, hear me, listen, maybe you like their version of it and you didn't want to look into it. Maybe you heard a whisper and it fits your agenda so you didn't fact check. You just called it truth because you could use it. And then you try to play dumb. I didn't say it, but you received it. We have to be so careful. We've got to double check the things that come to our spirit, analyze them, weigh them against Scripture, make sure that they're aligned and they have a right ring to them because we have got to be so careful to make sure that we don't just like someone else's version of truth and then we try to play ignorant. But you can no longer say that you didn't know. You can no longer say you didn't know. In 2022, in the New Testament, the dispensation of grace, where we live right now on this side of the cross, you can no longer say, I didn't know, I'm off the hook. I'll prove it to you. Acts 17, 26. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope, try to find, grope for him, find him, though he's not far from each one of us. Hear it tonight. You cannot claim ignorance from a God that is close. You cannot say you had no access to Jesus when he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He is as close as the mention of his name. If you're saying you don't have access to truth, you're lying. There is no way to say you are ignorant with a God who is readily available. If only I had access to the internet, I could look it up. You've got access to Jesus. You've got access, you can get to the Bible. You've got access to anything you could have. There is no longer a day where you can say, I didn't know any better. I'm off the hook. I'm deceived, and it's not my fault. I'm deceived. I didn't have any way of checking. The devil is a liar, and I've come to remove his tools off of you. You can find out the truth. You can test them. You can hear them. You can look it up. Don't you say it's all I've got. No, he said, if you look for me, you'll find me. Listen, I'm not even done. Verse 28, and him we live and we move and we have our being. In him we live and we move and we have our being. As also some of you, your own poets, have said, for we are also, are also his offspring. Therefore, verse 29, since we are the offspring of God, we ought to not think that, he, that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. The King James Version said there was a time when God winked at ignorance. That's old talk for. There was a time when you could claim you didn't know, but you can't now because the fullness has been revealed. This is a big wall we're hitting right now. 
because so many people want to claim ignorant and think they're saved. But that's not the case. You cannot say, I didn't know, when you stand before God on judgment. Please help me help you right So many people will try to pull the ignorant card on the day of judgment, and they'll look at Jesus and say, how was I supposed to know? And he will say, there is no way you can tell me that. If you would have groped, you would have found me. Come on, lift your hands right now. Help us in the name of Jesus. God, we need to come against that lying spirit of the last days that says, oh, I don't know any better. No one ever told me. It's not my fault. Yes, if you would have asked, if you would have reached, he would have revealed. There are no excuses, church family. You have to ask him. You have to get help. You've got to grope in the dark. You've got to seek him and find him. You cannot claim ignorance anymore. There is no excuse. I said repent in the name of Jesus. There's no excuse. Repent tonight in the name of Jesus. There's no excuse. Repent right now. You can't claim ignorance. You know, you have not because you ask not. You don't want to know. Hear me, spirit. You don't want to know the truth. You hide from spiritual authority because you like your lies. You stay away from the pastor. You stay away from the front. You stay away from the moving of God. You stay away from the prophetic because you like your version of truth. You don't want to know, but you can't run and you can't hide because not wanting to know means you're lost. You slip in and you slip out. You stay away from the front. You're very quiet about your life. You don't want to share anything. You don't want anybody to know. You're private. That's a scary word when you're in the church. Because you don't want oversight. You don't want anybody knowing what's really going on. Because you think if you can hide, God won't judge you. No, you will be lost. Because you could have reached out. Because you could have called out his name. Because you could have picked up the phone and called your pastor. Because you could have asked about it. Because you could have reached for it. You could have gone to prayer about it. But you didn't want to. And I'm telling that spirit right now, I'm calling you out. You don't want to know the truth and you're going to be lost for it. You don't want to know but you're not safe. Hear, hear me tonight. You're not safe. You're just as lost because you choose to not seek the truth. You hate oversight and accountability because you don't think that you'll be judged for something that you didn't know. You hate accountability. Can't, can't make it to church, pastor. I'm not going to tell you why because I don't want you knowing what the real reason is. I don't need to know. You need to tell me. See, that's how accountability works. I'm not going to get in trouble when you're in trouble. I'm still good when you're in trouble. When you tell me the real reason why you had to slip out 
and the real reason why you didn't make it and the real reason you didn't pray and the real reason you got an attitude, it's not for me, it's for you. Because accountability forces you to not be a liar. can't lie. When I ask you a question, you can't lie. The power of accountability is you got to be honest. And if I don't hold you accountable, you can live deceived. Yeah. Pastor, it's just a power trip. You just want people to tell you that you're not going to be at church and why because you have a power trip. No, you need to say it more than I even need to hear it. You need to reveal you to me, to somebody else. You need to say it out loud because you're the one that can be deceived. I've got somebody I talk to. I've got someone I'm honest with. I've got a man of God and multiple men of God that I call, I text, and I say, I'm struggling, and I'm not hiding. I'm going to be okay because I'm accountable. But will you be okay in your hiding, not wanting to know truth, no, you're living in dangerous territory, and you think accountability is about a power trip, but you'll never be abused. I've never done it. The devil's a liar. I've never taken advantage of someone who submitted to me, and the devil is a liar. Go find them. Go test them. The devil's lying to you. He's trying to get you to keep it on your own and not, not be of accountability or oversight because then you can feel like you're safe. It's a lie. You're deceived. Honesty and truth is what's going to set you free. Don't be a sneaky saint. Oh, I'm just going to slip out of the meeting. Hey, what's up? Why are you leaving so early? Just got to go do something. Oh, you don't want to tell me, huh? How come you don't want to tell me? Oh, it's not that. I just didn't want to bother you with it. Why are you hiding? If, it's, if you can't tell me... What's the problem? You know why the pastor doesn't get a lot of confessions? Because you got to be honest with me. You got at least that much fear, God. You can lie to somebody else. You know you can. But you can't do it to your pastor. You can't look him in the face and lie. So you know what you do? You're a sneaky saint. Oh, there comes the pastor. I got to go. Why, why are you avoiding me? What's wrong? You worried about picking up on a spirit? You worried I'll ask you a question? What do you, why are you nervous when I call? Why are you nervous when we have a meeting? I never hurt anybody. Never hurt anybody. You know why? Oversight. Deception. Don't want accountability. The devil's a liar. It's for your good. It's not for me. It's for you. You need to have someone, and it's called your pastor, that you reach out to and say, let me tell you the truth about what I'm dealing with because I am literally called for your salvation. I am literally here today suffering pain and enemies and battles because God has called me for you. And you have the audacity to let me go through this alone. Why? Why would I feel this burden and this pain and this pressure and you keep going on your way to hell? What a waste. Close your eyes with me right now. The Holy Ghost is talking to somebody. I told you I wanted you all here tonight. We're going to break this in the name of Jesus. 
I'm glad it's quiet right now because there's a deep thing happening right now in somebody. We come against the spirit of this age right now. In the name of Jesus, I take authority right now of the spirits. I'm not after people today. I'm after the spirit that's deceived people. Don't gossip over prayer request. Try to be sneaky. Let me know I want to help you get through this problem, and then I'll go tell somebody else about it after telling you I wouldn't tell anybody. You lied. You hear me? You lied. You lied. Never let a gossiper know anything in this church. You hear me? Cut them off. Stop talking to them. If they can't be honest and truthful, if you catch them in their lies, you go six months and you say, I can't trust you. I'm praying for you. That spirit can't be here. Because we've got brand new people coming who've got real issues. And they're hurting and they're broken. And they need a healthy, safe place to come. And if they find out that there's gossip in this place, they'll never come back. They'll never come back. And you know what? I might not could stop it, but I can preach it. I can say it from the pulpit and put it on the video recorder. I'm telling you it's not welcome here. That spirit's not welcome here. And by the way, it's not gossip when you tell me. It's accountability. I'm the only one that can probably fix most of it. I don't know why they got people coming to me like, Pastor, I don't want to say any names, but someone's struggling. Hey, their blood's on my hands, not yours. Would you please tell me? Help us, Lord. Take away the ammo of the gospers. But he who knows to do right and doesn't do it, to him it's sin. You should ask permission, but you just go, no, I'll ask for forgiveness. And I'll repent later. Forgiveness is access to change. Forgiveness is not change. Forgiven people will be in hell. Because the cross is where everyone was forgiven. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Oh, I know, I know, you think that you're supposed to ask him, but guess what? I don't have to have you ask me before I forgive you. Is this true or not true? You don't have to come ask me for it. I'll give it to you, but we're not going to have dinner tonight. You kill my mama, I'll forgive you, but we ain't eating together. Not as long as you've got a gun and a record trying to come after folks all the time. Pow, 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 pow. We need to let you get free of all that, be a changed man for a while, and then maybe by the grace of God we can go out to eat together, mom killer. This whole thing about, I'll just get forgiveness, that's dangerous territory. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived by the last day doctrine that is not of God's word. You've got more, you to have more than forgiveness. You need to change. There will be people in hell who have been forgiven, had access to change, and they refuse to change. Because forgiveness is what I give you, it's not what you give to me. It's a two-way street. Salvation is a two-way street. I give you access, you got to come in the door. So all this business about, I'll do what I want and get forgiveness later, that's a dangerous deception right there. And I'm preaching and speaking against that dangerous thing. You don't have time to wait to just get things right later. You need to be repent right now. That's why the writer said repent, not seek forgiveness. Repent. So not only can you be deceived, 
You can be the, you can be the deceiver. You can be the one with a personal agenda, and you deceive others for personal gain. Listen to me very closely. It's called lying. Lying is simply intentional deception. It's when you know the truth, but you choose to deceive anyway. There's a difference, y'all. Listen to me. Some folks don't know that they're being deceitful. You've got to give them a little slack. They've been deceived. But some people know the truth, and they lie. Are you a liar? Do you know the truth and you lie? No matter how small or how big, are you a deceiver? Intentional deceit is a one-way ticket to hell. I will give you the word of God to back it up. It can't be more clear than Revelation 21 and 8. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is your second death. Your first death is the cancer. Your second death is the fire. Do you hear that tonight? Spirit, do you hear that tonight? All liars will have their place in the lake of fire. And some of you think you're not a liar. I'm telling you there are liars in this room right now. True disciples say, is it me, Lord? That's what they say. True disciples right now point their finger at yourself. Don't point your finger at your spouse. Don't you think about anybody in this church right now. You look yourself in the mirror and say, am I the liar? I'm telling you right now, I'm quoting scripture to you right now. I'm giving you the word of God right now. All liars will have their place in the lake of fire. Lying is when you know the truth and you still deceive. There's no such thing as a little lie, ladies and gentlemen. You won't go, you won't go to hell for the act. You will go to hell for the lifestyle. You can repent from a lie, but listen to me. You can't repent from being a liar. Because you keep doing it. The difference in telling a lie and being a liar is that you don't stop doing it. Hey, everybody's lied. Raise your hand if you've lied. See, some of y'all just lied. You didn't raise your hand. We've all lied, but the difference is you caught it, you repented, and you stopped doing it. But there are people in this church right now, you live a lie. You lie every day one way or another, and you can't repent from being a liar. You've got to stop lying. That's what God's going to do in this place tonight. So hear me. Let me teach you a little bit. Here's some types of lies. You ready? Little white lies. That's like Santa Claus is real. I know the kids are in here. I'm sorry. But... Uh, I, I would get in a lot of trouble tonight if I acted like Santa Claus was really real. We're, I'm a pastor. You got to understand, you come to church, I'm going to tell the truth, okay? I know it's fun to talk about, but it's a little white lie, and we have fun with these kind of things, and we do this stuff, but we've got to be careful of white, little white lies. We're flirting with things with little, little white lies. How about this one? Laugh out loud. Yeah, we can laugh for a second. Y'all, y'all need a break. You ready? Okay. Someone says something funny, and you're like, hmm. laugh out loud. 
get them off my back. Like somebody you don't really like, but you want them to think you do. You're like, LOL. What's for dinner? I mean, I don't know, y'all, just for a second here. I don't know. Are you, are you for real? I mean, I don't, maybe we should laugh out loud. That is kind of funny thinking about in the future, the rest of the, all the rest of the night, you're going to be like, okay, <laughs> I need LOL. Like, you, like you're going to want to do it now because I preached about it. You're going to be like, LOL. Oh, <laughs> like you make yourself do it when you don't want to. Look, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the deep of it tonight, but I can still have some fun, all right? I'm not, I'm not crazy. I can, I'm still human tonight. I, I know I'm in the, in the middle of all this crying and preaching and passion, but I mean, I, I thought that was funny too. What about this one? How about this one? I just exaggerate a little bit. That's called lying a little bit. Or how about this one? Just let me summarize. What happened? Well, I'll just put it to you like this. I'm not going to put it to you the way it was. I'm going to put it to you the way I think it should be translated. <laughs> or about this one? You don't need to know the details. Little things we do in our culture to kind of. Or what about this? Why are you asking? Why are you so defensive? What are you hiding? No, you don't have to say that. Listen, y'all, passive-aggressive people in the church, just say, I don't want to tell you. Don't play games. If you don't want to say it, don't say it. Own up to it. If somebody's asked you any question, push your button. Just be like, I don't want to tell you. Thank you, though. But don't be, like, so awkward. It's like, why do you ask? You're not going to have any friends doing that, okay? <laughs> what about this one? I didn't mean it that way. So fix it. Can I just take a break right now? I just, I mean, this stuff drives me crazy. You're like, like, just some pet peeves. This is like, oh, oh, did I say it was blue? I didn't mean it that way. What, what color is it? It's red. Well, how did you miss that? So bad. <laughs> if, if you make a mistake, ladies and gentlemen, you're a Christian, say, I made a mistake. I don't trust you when you act like you didn't make a mistake. And you made a mistake. If it's clear you made a mistake, put your pride down and don't go to hell over something stupid. Just say, I made a mistake. I said red, it is blue. I said I'd be there at 10, and I didn't. It's called making a mistake. Or about this one. I was just joking. <laughs> hey, you're fat. Just joking. <laughs> hey, you're ugly. Oh, you're mad. Just joking. Just joking. Ah, I didn't mean that. Some of you are like, I love you. Just joking. <laughs> Three years later. Just joking. Little things that creep in, y'all. And we just don't, we just don't, we are, our culture, the spirit of the day, it, it has all kinds of really innocent ways of lying. And we got to catch it, y'all, because we laugh stuff off. We no big deal. No big deal. No, don't ever let the no big deal spirit get a hold of you. If it's right, it's a big deal. If it's wrong, it's a big deal. Everything is a big deal to us. Can't stand that, that whatever spirit that gets in the church. Where it's like, oh, whatever. Who cares? It's not a big deal. The Bible says you'll go to hell for being a liar. It's kind of a big deal to me. You got to. You got to know how to protect your words from being deceitful. Are you ready? Here you go. This is what you say. As best as I can remember. That, I'm going to help some of y'all right now to make sure people don't think you're a liar. 
Sometimes you don't remember, and what you say is, as best as I can remember. Y'all ready? I only know part of it. Be honest. Don't be the cool person at the table that tells a story that you forgot all the details, but you want to make sure you finish the story. So you add stuff to it because it's lame and boring, and you want more, and they're just looking at you like you're a loser. And so you just give something up, make it up as you go. And, and then you say, well, I, I kind of forgot, honestly. If you don't know, don't know. You don't know. It's called being honest. You see, it always starts little like that, just small things. You defend yourself. Well, no big deal. Well, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. What about this one? Say this. I don't know for sure, so I can't say anything about that. Did you hear somebody's going through a breakup? I don't know for sure. I can't say anything about it. Here's somebody's skirts getting a little bit short. I don't know for sure. I can't say anything about it. If you don't know for sure, quit acting so sure. Because you want power. God, give us humility where we can not know things. What about this one? I don't know. Let me pray about it. Some of y'all feel so pressured to respond, it makes you lie. Don't say, I don't know right now. I'll pray about it and get back to you. I'm trying to protect you from letting that deceiving spirit get a hold of you. When you're counseling or teaching somebody in our church, you have to resist the power trip of knowing everything. Because it feels good to have all the answers, doesn't it? You have to learn to quote the Word of God and the spiritual authority over the body. The Word says and the pastor says. The Word says and the pastor says. Why? Because you're giving advice about this, our church, and what we believe and what we're doing. And how dare you go around saying, it doesn't matter what the Word says or what the pastor says. I believe this. You can't be more lenient than me. You can't be more lenient than me when you're counseling each other. Remember when Satan counseled Adam and Eve? Satan's a good counselor, by the way. He's so wise. Satan is so smooth. Remember that time that Adam and Eve already had a pastor? And then the other helper came in to try to build a bridge between the pastor and the saint because there's trouble between them? You know, you're having some issues with some of the things pastors are doing. Let me help you. I'll help you. Pastor doesn't mean what he says. Let me interpret pastor for pastor. Instead of saying, let's go to pastor and ask pastor, it's, I think I can help you. Watch out for the spirit of pride that pops up where you feel like you've got to help me out. The best way to help me out is to bring it to me. And together we can pray and seek the Lord and get the answers. But resist the temptation when you're not sure to act like you're sure. Because everybody gets cursed doing that. Not only will the person you're helping get cursed, you'll be cursed. I'm speaking the Holy Ghost tonight to be careful. Never build your reputation by teaching a more tasty doctrine to somebody. Because that is of the devil. Pastor, why would people risk hellfire for lying? I'm glad you asked. Because they gain earthly things when they lie. Because they're carnal. Because they like power. Because they like to make more money. They like to win more games. They like to win at Monopoly. They cheat. They lie. 
because it feels good to win. They have more control when they lie. It's a wicked strategy to fool somebody else and give you the upper hand. It keeps people out of trouble only temporarily. Listen, what you get caught lying, when you get caught lying all the time, it will take a long time for people to trust you again. It's not worth it being a liar. You'll lose money, friends, relationships, marriages, and children over it. Because trust is a valuable commodity in the day we're living in. And if you want to be a loner, be a liar. Because people will take forever to trust you again. When you get caught lying, we assume you've been doing it for a long time. When a liar is getting caught, here's what has to happen. They have to, they have to lie a whole lot more to get out of it. And it just gets worse. Then they have to play dumb or play confused. I don't know what's going on. I just, uh, you know, you try to catch them, and they're like, what? I, what's happening? Pff, I don't even know. I, I've literally, I've seen it in kids a lot. I've seen kids play dumb. I've seen kids be like, what? What happened? What did you say? I'm sorry. I forgot. You, you know where every video game is. You know where the cookie jar is at from three years ago. You remember your trip to Disney World 10 years ago. All of a sudden, you can't remember when I tell you to go upstairs and make your bed. All of a sudden, you get dumb on you. All of a sudden, you're just like, what? I don't even know how to walk. You're like, what? All of a sudden, you, you just got stupid. It's called deception, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, this is a good. Are you ready for this? Only dumb and unsuccessful people can claim that they are truly dumb. In fact... Truly dumb people don't even know they're dumb. <laughs> You're laughing. That's your amen right now. That's your amen. You're laughing. Truly dumb people would never admit it. Yo, I'm, I'm literally telling you what the Holy Ghost told me to write tonight. I had no time to think I was typing as the Lord was giving this. I'm telling you right now, the devil is trying to lie to us, and there's tricks, and there's games. And right now while I'm talking, you got to go, oh, God, what is, what is going on in my heart? Here's another one. Hang with me. You're afraid. Everybody say fear. Yeah, we're going to break fear in this church. We're going to face fear and break fear in this church. You have to face it before you break it. You hear me? Bishop Sharp just came and told us. You've got to face it so that you can break it. We are no longer running from what's right in this church because of what it could cost us. I'm ready to pay the price to overcome fear. So there are people that lie because they're afraid. And I'm going to reveal it right now. If I admit I cheated on my wife, she'll leave me. I'm afraid. Come on out and confess if you cheated. Come on out and tell the truth. Come on out and admit it. But on some bad websites, if they find out, it's over. The devil's lying to you. The devil doesn't want you to expose it. It's deception. How about this one for some of y'all that need to laugh? My wife, she bought a purse. Way too much money. 
If my husband finds out, the wife bought a purse. If the husband finds out, it's over. Y'all didn't laugh, but I, I thought it was funny. It's just too much of a roller coaster ride today. How about this one? If I'm honest about my flaws, no one will ever love me. Yeah, you're scared. You're so scared. You're so scared. Hear me in the Holy Ghost, you're so scared. I just felt the Lord just reach down right now and touch somebody's heart. You're so afraid of being honest and real because you're so afraid that no one will love you. The devil's lying to you. If I'm honest at my job, I won't make much money. So I, I'm scared. I'm scared because I don't believe God's my provider. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to deceive. I'm going to go around the back. I'm going to do things that aren't right because I'm afraid I won't get enough. You're living in fear and you're lying because you're afraid. And I can't fix a lying spirit until I fix fear. So tonight we're going to break fear in the name of Jesus and set you free so that you can stop living a lie. It's time to come out and face the consequences in the arms of a just and loving God that will set you free, that will pick you up, that will restore you while there's still hope and while there's still time. You've got to come out. You've got to stop hiding and expose it and do not fear. We got to face our fears. If we don't face our fears, we're going to be tempted to lie about our fears. Hear me in the Holy Ghost right now. If you don't face your fears, your fears will eventually get up in your face and they will make you lie. Hear me. You're scared of being single, you're deceived. You are deceived. You hear me? Paul said, it is better to remain single like me than to be married. And yet you think I look down at you? I choose God's word. I choose the apostles' words over the culture's words. I choose the word of God over what everybody else says. It's better to be single. I can't even get you to have faith right now. You're so locked up in your own traditions. I'm trying to release you right now and tell you that if you stayed single forever, it's better according to God's word. Some of you, you're not scared of being single. You're scared of staying married. Don't laugh. Your spouse is beside you. Some of you are afraid of finances. Some of you are afraid of not being valued, so you lie. Some of you, you're afraid of your kids being hurt. Because you say things like this, I was hurt, I don't want it happening to my kids. You're in church! Maybe it was your hurt that introduced you to Jesus. I've seen a lot of spoiled kids never come to church. I've seen a lot of rich, spoiled kids never want God. But I've seen a lot of hurt kids eventually find their way to the cross of Jesus and get saved. You are operating in fear. Help us, Jesus. I'm scared my kids won't have things. Missionary kids are doing just fine right about now. Devil is a liar. I'm, I'm scared of letting people down, so I'm going to lie. Be somebody I'm not. 
to have the crowd's approval, I'm going to go to hell. I'm scared. Watch this one. The Lord gave this one to me to really highlight. I'm scared of my loved ones not being saved, so I'm going to attack them every day until they get baptized in Jesus' name. You saved yet? You're going to go to hell. You saved yet? Going to hell. I'm coming to your house right now. You saved yet? I'm telling you, you're going to go to hell. What are you doing? You can not save anybody. You're afraid that he won't save them. Hear me in the Holy Ghost right now. You're afraid because you're afraid that God will not save your lost loved ones. I've come to tell you, release that off of you. He wants to save them more than you do. Oh, I just felt a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost. Stand to your feet right now. And somebody shout for the lost loved ones who are coming back, who are coming back, not because we love them, but because he loves them. You think you can save them? Who do you think you are? You're just afraid. Come on, let that settle in right there. I want to release something in somebody right now. You live in fear because your lost loved ones, your husband, your wife, and your kids, you live in fear, and they can't find the joy of the Holy Ghost in you because you're always scared. You know what your marriage needs? It needs faith, not fear. God have mercy. You know why you're single? Because you're afraid. Some of you, it's the will of God to get married, and you're not getting married. You know why? Because you live in fear. And you're not beautiful to anybody that's spiritual. Because spiritual people will not marry someone who lives in fear. So I release you in Jesus' name so that you can finally be married. Jesus, I'm almost done. Listen to me. You can't afford. You can be seated for a few more minutes. You can't afford to keep what you gain by lying. You hear me? It will always cost you in the end. What you get when you lie, you can't hold on to. What you gain through lies, you can't hold on to. If you get a relationship with lying, you won't keep it. You get money with lying, you'll lose it. Friends with lying, you'll lose it. You will never be able to maintain or keep the things that you gain by being a liar. So stop. Stop. Adam and Eve gained knowledge and lost paradise. Is that what you want? Deception is free up front and expensive in the end. Jesus help us. But you know what's affordable? Truth. For Proverbs 23 and 23 says, buy the truth. And sell it not. That's right. The only thing truth will cost you is your pride. The only thing that will cost you is your flesh and temporary gain. But I'm so thankful that we can purchase truth. You can afford truth. Because truth will cost you up front, but it will last forever. Truth hurts to come out and say, I have committed adultery. But it will pay you great dividends in the end. Oh, how truth is so beautiful today that you can confess that you're hooked to, to websites you don't need to go to. Oh, it hurts in the beginning. It cost you something, but buy it.
Oh, God, help me right now. Because the price of truth, it seems like too much to pay. But in the end, it's the best investment that you'll ever make. Pay for the truth. Oh, God. If you're a liar, stand up and say, I'm a liar. And pay the price so that you can have eternity. If you're deceitful in money, then confess it. Pay it back. I promise you it'll be worth it. God, help us love the truth tonight before we leave this place. There's two things that truth is before I leave, before I dismiss. Uh, truth, number one, everybody say truth is speech. Ephesians 4 and 15 says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head. But speaking the truth in love, you can't be quiet with the truth. Right now I am trying my best to let you feel the love of God, but to give you the truth. Because truth is speech. I have to speak truth. You have to speak truth. We cannot let deception go without a response. Calling all Christians, rise up and speak the truth. Calling all Christians, rise up in deceptive hour and speak the truth. Calling all truth people, rise up, fear not, and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Do not fear what men shall do to you, but just stand in the truth. Because some people have it, but they don't speak it. God forbid. God forbid. We have a love for people, and we have a truth we never speak. Number two, truth is the Spirit. John 16 and 13. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. I don't have it all yet. I'm still looking for it. But the Spirit that I receive with the baptism of the Holy Ghost is a Spirit that will give me the ability to find the truth. And so if you've got the Holy Ghost, you love the truth. I've got to wonder if you still have the Holy Ghost inside of you, if you're just so deceiving all the time. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Did you know that counterfeit money is not studied to make sure that it's counterfeit? When they are looking for counterfeit bills, they actually spend all of their energy and time studying the real thing. Because you can't possibly know what's deceiving you if you don't know what's real. There is no hope for us if we don't bury our faces in submission to our pastors. If we don't seek his word. If we don't get in that word and know him. I am not looking for the antichrist. I'm looking for the Christ. You won't even know the Antichrist when he comes until you know the Christ who has already come. All this talk about who's deceiving who, all this talk about who the Antichrist is, and nobody knows. You know why? Because you can't know who until you know who the real one is. Can we spend the last days looking to the skies for it to break open? 
for Jesus Christ to come back for his church. Uh, can we not be on the edge of our seats watching the news media as the world falls apart, uh, looking for an antichrist uh, when Jesus uh, is the center of the church? Uh, can we not look to him, the author and the finisher of our faith? Uh, can we not keep our eyes set to him? Can we not look to the hills for which comes uh, our faith? Forget about the fakers. Get around the real. Forget about the fakers. They can't touch you. Get around the real. Forget about it. Get close to the pastor and the pastor's wife. Get close to the real Christians. Forget about what's happening out there. Just get close to the real. Get in the Word. And you're going to be safe in the last days. And we will defeat deceit. I don't have anything left. You can come pray if you want to. Oh, God, help me. Come on, I felt hell, I felt, I fought hell all day. I didn't even know if I could make it to the pulpit. I didn't ask for this, I asked for God to use me. I didn't ask for this burden or this weight. I didn't ask to have to preach like this, I just asked for God to use me. If you only knew what I fight, only knew what I feel, what I see. Oh, that's it. If you don't feel anything, you need to go on a fast. Something's not right with your spirit. If you don't feel something inside of you, you need to go on a three-day fast. You're not right with God. You're in deception right now. That's it. Come on. I can't rebuke it because you love it. You've got to see it for yourself. You've got to see it for yourself. You've got to break it free. Come on, open up your heart. Don't be afraid. I rebuke fear in the name of Jesus. I rebuke fear of confession, fear of being the real you, fear of worrying about what people say about you. I rebuke it right now in Jesus' name. I know you love God. I know you've been deceived. I promise you my wife and I will help you by the help of the Holy Ghost. We will pull you out of that deceit in the name of Jesus. Come out. Come on, liars, repent. Don't go to that lake of fire. Repent. 
You're sneaky. You're tricky. You're worried you won't be effective. If you're honest, do not fear. Listen to me. I've been deceived. I know what it's like. I've lived deceived. I know what it's like. Hear me as your pastor. I know what it's like. I know the spirit. I recognize the spirit in this church. I know it. But I'm overcoming and I'm casting it out right now in the name of Jesus. I'm taking authority over right now in the name of Jesus. I'm casting it out of you right now. You're going to speak true. You're going to speak life. Don't, don't say I can't relate. Don't say I don't know. I know the Spirit. It's a familiar Spirit. I've tried the Spirit. I know that you're here. But in the name of Jesus, you've got to go. I rebuke it right now. Come on, somebody trust me right now. Trust me. It's you that I'm talking to. Come on, I know the Spirit. If you fill a wall up, it's because I've had the Spirit. If you fill a wall up between us, it's because you've got it and you're running. You've got to get closer to me. You've got to let my Spirit go to where you are. I've conquered it. You can conquer it. <laughs> I feel chains falling right now. <laughs> I feel chains falling right now. Honesty is going to be your policy. Fear not, child of God. Come on, God's going to open up blessings like you've never seen before. In your finances, in your relationships. Oh, God's going to open up things like you've never seen before. You're going to be honest, and you're going to pay up front. Buy the truth, and I promise you, it'll be the best investment you've ever made. <laughs> Confess. Confess your sins. Confess so you can be healed. Uh-huh. Come on, the next step is I will tell you to your face. I'll have to. But if you change it right now, I won't have to. I don't want to. The next few weeks, I'll have to tell you to your face. God is going to make me do it. I'll do it in love. I'll do it in love, I promise you. But we can avoid that. You have to repent right now. You've got to confess it. You've got to look at your ways. Sacrifice what you've gained. Pay it all back and buy the truth. You'll lose your family. You will lose your kids. You will lose your marriage. <laughs> you will lose it. You will lose your salvation. I'm not afraid anymore to tell you. I used to be afraid. I'm not afraid now. I'd rather live in a travel, travel trailer with my family and lose everybody. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'd rather not have a big building. 
can't be afraid. You deserve it. If I love you, I have to tell you the truth. Jesus' name. Oh, God. My God, moves in television has made our hearts so hard. God, get that out of our church. We're so desensitized. We're so abused and hurt. We can't be talked too straight anymore. God, get the video games out of the church. God, get the movies out of the church. We're desensitized. We're addicted. We don't feel anymore. We don't weep anymore. We don't cry out to God. God, what's wrong with us? Uh, uh, oh, God. Oh, God. Come on, there's somebody here right now. You know you ought to scream louder than you've ever screamed to get deliverance right now in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, you're on the edge right now. I can't feel the power I feel right now. You're so steep to, you're so deep in deceit. You feel it right now tapping on your heart. Come on, the enemy right now is trying to fight me so hard. I feel like passing out. But right now, in the name of Jesus, there's somebody here that you need to weep and cry out to God until you have a breakthrough. Pay the price publicly right now. Come on, you live publicly as a deceiver? Then go ahead and pay it right now. Get free in the name of Jesus right now. God's calling to you right now. Huh. Oh, God. I'd pay the price if I were you. Oh, I'd pay the price if I were you. Come on, you're counting the cost right now. Go ahead, count them up and pay it. You can afford it. You've got the money. You've got the currency. Pay it. Pay it and be free. Pay it and be free. Pray, pay it and live free. In the name of Jesus. I challenge you to pay it. Pay it. He can't, he will never ask anything from you that you can't afford to give. Pay it. I challenge you, never live secretive again. I challenge you, never hold it in again. Never again. Make your mind up right now. I'm not hiding anymore, nothing. The deepest, darkest struggle. I will not live in deceit.
Some of you, your marriage is on the line. Some of your ministry is on the line right now. You're at a crossroads. Whatever you have, you think you have, that you've gained through being deceitful. You can't keep it anyway. Give it up tonight. That's it. I hear it. I feel it. Come on. Let it break out of your spirit. We are not a secret people. We're not a fearful people. Yeah. If if somebody beside you is crying, you go get your arms around them and give them love right now. If you hear somebody crying, you go get arms around them and give them some love. I'm not going to let anybody in this place confess and be alone. If you're, if you're, this is you I'm talking to, you need a victory. When you step out by faith, you're going to feel love and support from us. The devil says, if you cry out right now, this church won't love you. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. I will protect you. I will protect you when you confess. I have your back. Confess.